0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick Jay and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from North Carolina. Today is Monday, February 7th, 2022. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter, A Vision for You on page 164, the second paragraph, beginning with the third line and the fourth sentence. Ask him in your morning meditation and reading through three sentences, ending with, but obviously you cannot transmit and commenting on those three sentences only. Today's readers are Tully B., The Twelve Steps, Joni C., The Twelve Traditions, and our big book readers are Barbara P. the text, Emily D., page 164, and Sally P. is our backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Elaine P., and our second hour moderator is Matt JF. The share ID for Sunday, February 6, 2022, is 18514 We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. A division-free big book study Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tully B. to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning, everyone. Tully B. Compulsive overeater, Food Addict Recovered in California. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for the knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me read.
0: Thank you so much, Julie.
1: I will now ask
0: Joni C. to read the 12 traditions.
2: Good morning, this is Joni C., gratefully recovered um, but not cured in Minnesota. The 12 traditions. One, we our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for your service, Rick.
0: Thank you so much, Joni. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we were discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year Today, we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter A Vision for You on page 164, the second paragraph, beginning with the third line, the fourth sentence. Ask him in your morning meditation and reading through three sentences, ending with, but obviously you cannot transmit, and commenting on those three sentences only. I will now ask Barbara P. to begin
3: reading. Good morning, Barbara P., recovered compulsive overeater in the Atlanta area, ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. So a lot packed into a small little paragraph. Um, what I really see, and I, it's a good paragraph for me because I avoided meditation for a long, long time, like a couple of decades in a way. I hate to admit that, but I really did. I, I didn't see the use for it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't do it well. So for me, if I didn't do it well, I didn't want to do it at all. The book is so clear, though. In these three short sentences, that in that meditation, whether I do it well or not, it's just doing it. Because if I show up and if I ask, just that simple, then I can assume that I'm getting shown that what I can do to help the man who's still sick. This is not about me and asking for all this knowledge and what have you. I'm just trying to find out what I can do for the man who is still sick. And that the answers will come if our own house is in order for me that when I looked at that, I had to think how how is my house in order if I've done my step ten work well, and if I've done my nightly inventory the night before and just said did i you know did I handle everything that needed to be handled? How did I show up yesterday?" Oh, okay, I want to do this a little differently. That didn't go so well, okay, great, and this is what I did really well. My house then is in order. I'm going in clean for the day. I'm going in abstinent, without resentments, without huge fears, or at least honest if I do have those and taking care of those. And then, only then can I transmit something that I've gotten. I've gotten in that quiet time of message. Even if I don't know it, I can trust it. I can go out and trust that I can go move in the world and maybe show up a little bit better than I did the day before really simple. It's it's not a judgment on how quiet my mind got. Some days it doesn't get quiet at all. It doesn't matter. It just matters that I show up for that meditation. So that's what it's saying to me this morning. And with that, love to hear everybody else's shares. I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Barbara. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who else would like to share what was read today?
4: Melissa. Barbara. Barbara
5: E. Larry
6: DL.
4: Got you, Larry. And
0: who was after Larry?
7: Claire
8: E, UK? Claire E. Benita O. Yes.
9: Did you get me, Rick? It's Melissa C.
10: Yep,
0: I've got so far, I sure do, Melissa. I've got Melissa C, Barbara E, Larry K, Claire E, Vanita L. Anybody else that I missed?
10: I thought O. Oh,
9: Dara L.
0: Veronica C. Okay, we're going to stop right there. Who's This is what I've got. I've got Melissa C, Barbara E, Larry K, Claire E, Vanita L, Vasa O, Dara L, Veronica C. All right. Um, remember, when you introduce yourself, please also include the state you're from. And uh, Melissa C, you're up, followed by Barbara E. Go ahead, Melissa.
9: Hey, good morning, Rick. Thanks so much for your service on this Monday morning. Um, I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And um, you know, I, I love this uh, I love this I love this part of the paragraph because um, it's making it very clear to me that I have no like ability to help another person in Overeaters Anonymous if I don't first go to the source, right? Because otherwise, I start thinking that I'm the source, that I'm the thing, that I'm the mechanism that's going to help another person and. You know, I'm powerless. That's why I'm here. I'm without power. So I can't help another person. If I don't first, you know, tap into this source, this, my God, I have to, you know, have a relationship and a connection with God. And, you know, I think it's um, by the time we get to this point where we're helping others, where we're out there having this, like, vision for for us, what our life's plan is going to be, it's expected that we've got, you know, um, some practice of prayer and meditation because it, you know, in step three, I, I think like I, I decided that I was going to give my life over to God. Basically, God's my boss, and I want to be on that team. I want to be on the winning team, right? And step three is a prayer, and and it's from then on, you know, here on after. And my meditation, it comes for me, um, I love, I really love to meditate now. It's the part of my day that I can actually sit without, uh, you know, without this guilty feeling like I've got to be getting something else done. This is what I'm supposed to be getting done. I'm supposed to sit quiet in prayer and meditation. And, yeah, I look at my, my inventory. That's how I begin my meditation. I look at my inventory from the night before I see what's my house in order, what things do I need to clean up, right, what things were good, and then I close my eyes and I do a meditation. And, you know, and we get this inspiration, these thoughts that don't come, they did not originate in my brain and I know it, and I get this intuitive sense, this feeling as if I knew this all along. And it's, it's not the lottery numbers, but it's whom I'm supposed to help, and
0: then I set out, and I do my best to do that. And um, thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Melissa. Hey, um Barbara E., you're up next, followed by Larry Kay. Go ahead, Barbara.
4: Good morning, everyone. This is Barbara E. from New Jersey. And thank you, Jeff, and everyone on Team Monday. Well, Einstein said there are two ways to live your life. One is that nothing is a miracle, and the other is like everything is. Well, this book and this paragraph, I'm so grateful we've broken it down into simple sentences, is a miracle for me. It humbles me. It's the keystone of my program. It's about love, service, fellowship, and change. It's about recovery for me and you if we're desperate and willing to take action. The tools and the steps and the prayers tell me tell me it's possible for all of us to wait for the miracle and stay after the miracle to show others how it's possible for them too. When I came out of the womb, I was broken. I had a desire to eat uncontrollably. I thought I was the only person who had this problem. But when I came to OA, I found the Fellowship and Understanding People who were broken too and had recovered. This program is about love, service, and recovery available to all desperate people with eating disorders who are willing to pick up the spiritual toolkit laid at our feet When I finally lost my weight and managed to keep it off, my ego told me now I was the star of the show, only to learn that I was just an usher in the theater of life. And as I heard in the movies, you can never get out of the mob. Well, once I thoroughly immersed myself in OA, I knew I could never get out and I didn't want to, It's in my head and my heart. So every single day, I have to pray. And yes, meditate is so important for me. To take deep five breaths in of gratitude and let five breaths out of any irritation I might have had yesterday And to do 10 steps as necessary and my 11-step inventory every night and write a letter thanking God for the beautiful day in the morning and say a simple prayer and ask God, which for me is good orderly, orderly direction, to focus me on my next right action and do it all through the day. You are my tribe, you get me. That's my meditation, the five deep breaths of gratitude and the five breaths out of irritation. Or just, thank you, or just relaxing and sometimes listening to some calming music. Thank you all for participating in my recovery. You get me. I pass.
0: Thank you, Barbara E. Larry K. you're up next, followed by Claire E. Go
5: ahead, Larry. Jeff, is that you? <laughs> I couldn't resist. Yeah, Larry. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're such a glum lot. I couldn't resist. Hey, Rick, thanks for your service. I'm Larry, and I am a uh, recovered compulsive breeder from Chicago. Um, you know, there's no special ones on this line. There's no. You know, I think my compartmentalized brain you know maybe you're like me i don't know but we you know there, there's the good ones on this line and the bad ones no we 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 have to remember we we all got here the way we did there's there's not that at all there are people you know today that are that are working these steps they are committed to this way of life they're immersing themselves in this as best they can right and and there, there's there's folks perhaps that are, aren't doing that yet and, and maybe they will at some point there's no good or bad here, you know, um, but with this, you know, when I read this, the only acceptable standard for my life today is the answer to, to this particular question. And that question for me is, um, you know, is how, how does what I do each day of my life dispense God's love? You know, and, and some ta- some days I do better than others. Some days I do better than others. And, You know, for me, the greatest ability that God gave me, I think, and and I I just accept this for any human being, is the ability to love. And yet, despite that ability, because as human beings that we have free will, right, human beings can wrap themselves very warmly in a cloak of self-righteousness. I have that ability. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> we could do that, right? I don't, I don't like that ability, but we've been given free will. And it's every, when we do that, it's everything the spiritual program of love and tolerance is not. You know? You know what I mean? It's just not that. And it's so hard to be loving and tolerant when people aren't doing what I, what I wish they would. But it's ironic because the, the loving and tolerant creator, that we claim never would treat their creation, this creation with the disdain, the judgment, the intolerance that we tend to spray our fellows with, you know, like a fire hose, we can do that. And perhaps we could just as easily spray them with love and grace. It's not always easy, I know, but we do have that choice, right? And, you know, we've heard of the concept of tough love, I get it, I I think it's often misunderstood. But what makes it tough is we lay out the responsibility that this program calls us, this responsibility of action, but we do so, we try to do so without harsh criticism, disdain, resentment, judgment. How silly I must look in God's eyes when I lack humility. You know, when I project onto others the very things that I'm, I could be tethered to. It helps no one. It doesn't help me and it doesn't help the other person. Gentle remind you. So, thanks rick i'll wrap up and say hey love intolerance is our code we're just a bunch of people that are just trying to do the best we can right and then we carry that message all right with that i pass thanks rick
0: thank you so much larry clary you're up next followed by Benita l go ahead claire
6: hi everybody um thanks very much for your first my name is claire e i'm a recovered compulsive eater in cornwall in the uk um See what really strikes me about the first of all i have a confession to make and that is that i don't often ask in my morning meditation what i can do for the day each day for a man who's still sick and i've just i've got a little um got a little thing on my wall um a little reminders for meditation and prayer um and it's on there it's on there and i rarely do it so thank you for prompting me as it often does in meetings but you know to up my game <laughs> but to include that in what I do though what I do do um is I always look to my high power before I answer the phone to any other OA person um particularly sponsees and people I'm trying to help I will always as I answer the phone say God please help me please give me the right words and um for exactly the reason that's already been shared is that I don't have the answers here. You know, this is this is only me trying to transmit what I've been given, to transmit my own experience, strength, and hope. And then I think the other thing that really sprang to my mind as we read this today was this sort of the answers will come if your own house is in order, but you cannot transmit something you haven't got. And it still evokes for me a slight feeling of hypocrisy. You know, do I have it? Have I got it? Is it am I? You know, can I? Um and um you know, I guess I'm not being asked to transmit anything I haven't got. You know, I can really be honest with other people. I haven't got this cracked. You know, it's not like uh, my, my my connection with my higher power is in constant flux, um, constant flux. I do the best I can. I do not have perfect recovery. And I think that kept me from trying to help others for a long time. I wanted to get my ducks in a row. I wanted to have my recovery perfect before I tried to, start to sort of help other people. And it's been my experience that I don't need to do that. All I can do is be real and be genuine and try and channel what I've been taught. Um, And I've been taught, you know, I've been taught stuff. I've got stuff to to transmit, but I don't have all the answers. And um, just constantly reminding myself of that and having the humility to admit that um, keeps it real for me. And um, hopefully, hopefully I can be of more service to other people if I'm like that. Um, And I think I'll leave it there. Thank you. Thank you so
0: much, Claire. All right. So, Benita L., you're up next, followed by Vasa. Oh, go ahead, Benita.
8: Benita L. from Georgia, Atlanta area. Um, Recovered, compulsive overeater, but not cured. I love that we're talking about, because to me, our society (laughs) doesn't talk about prayer. They, They talk about praying and stuff, but I don't know. It always seems really superficial to me, so... I love when people talk about prayer and meditation, and I love being reminded that because when I pray and meditate, I do different things. But I love being reminded that my focus should be on how can I help the person, the men and the women who are still sick, and that's you know, there's plenty of them on the battlefield of life and a lot of hurting people and because I tend to always think first in the program and those are ideal people because those people are people who (laughs) have demonstrated that they want to be helped. But I really appreciate being reminded of that. I also liked what someone shared about, because it's not just bringing 12 steps to people. um, It's bringing, um, like how can i unconditionally love people today because it is my intention my aim to um unconditionally love everybody and obviously i'm better at with some people and there's other people who are more challenging but also love shows up in different ways and sometimes i have to be a hard ass with someone and very firm and sometimes it's being sweet and loving and um, the way we tend to think of love more often. But, you know, I've noticed that prayer and meditation is something that seems to be one of the things a lot of people who've been in the program a long time don't do. I think people tend to be sponsored before they'll do sponsoring, it seems, more than 10 and 11. And so I'm grateful that I've been taught, you know, to 10 and 11 and 12, 10, 11, 12, 10, 11, and 12. And I'm someone who would um, be more prone to doing more t- um, sponsoring than have to look at myself. I like to look at other people's stuff. But it's much easier. But, um, yeah, I did write a tenth step last night because I realized I was holding a resentment, and I remembered that I need to read that to someone today, so I will do that, too. But then I'm going to get off the line and meditate. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Vanita L. Vasa O, you're up next, followed by Dara L. Go ahead, Vasa
10: Thank you, thank you, Rick, for your service and good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsible reader, calling from Florida, from Port Jervis, Florida. I just love the way you know we do uh, the meetings in the morning, paragraph by paragraph, few sentences at a time. I just love to dissect, you know, and to hear other people's other people's experiences with the steps and their lives, and, you know, we all have a story. At the beginning, I could not give what I, you know, how could I give uh, what I didn't have yet? So I needed to practice listening and hear how other people were uh, doing the steps and how they were recovering in all areas of life, with the food, their lives, outside in outside of their homes, outside of the meetings, jobs, and families. And it has been a gradual process for me. But uh, I, the, the best steps for me, the, my favorite steps is really step three and step uh, 11. And uh, that's when my life started turning around when I surrendered to God with the food addiction. And then, you know, and then meditation... Was harder because I'm one of those people. I'm always running and doing stuff. So my sponsor would suggest, would just go in your room and spend time, you know, with God or your higher power. And I remember coming and, you know, I really couldn't keep the focus, you know, going, not even for five minutes. But that's okay. I'm in a different place today. I pray and meditate. I do step 10, 11, and 12 on a daily basis to the best of my ability. And uh, how to help others, as I said, I, I feel like I have something to offer today because I've been working through the 12 steps and my programs, the way it's laid out, not perfectly, but to the best of my ability. And uh, it it works. I'm so, I'm so grateful. I do get on my knees. So, you know, I start, that's how I started when I surrendered to God my higher power on my knees, and, and I've never stopped many, many, many years after. I still get on my knees every morning, and I ask God to give me the love, to give me the understanding, to give me the nurturing, and sometimes it's not that easy to do that because, you know, I deal with all kinds of people, and they deal with me. And uh, But I love I love to help people, but I know I am not the Savior. You know, my higher power is the Savior. I'm only the instrument, you know. Just show me, God, what you want me to do, and I go on through my day. And I've learned how to meditate by doing stuff. I don't have to be sitting still to meditate. I can be meditating when I'm doing my dishes. I can meditate when I do my walk. I'll wrap it up. This is my time. So it's such a blessing. I can do something and meditate at the same time. That's a gift also I have received from my higher power. Thank you for letting me share our path.
0: Thank you, Basso. Dara L, you're up next, followed by Veronica C. Go ahead, Dara.
10: Hi,
11: great, thanks. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Philadelphia. And I love this for me, it's like a reminder and a cautionary tale <laughs> all wrapped in one and an invitation uh to God and to you know love uh, to allow the love of God to flow in before I try to um help others and and I was thinking about so this is my fourth time recovered um and the reason for that is because I, I missed this part of the program. I missed this part of the big book that, that like, you know, I can't transmit what I haven't got. I have to first, you know, make sure my house is in order. And so what I did was I, I worked a program that was – largely did not include steps 10 and 11. And, um, what I found is for me that giving from an empty well, I get really resentful. I get really resentful about this program of recovery that saved my life. And I start to feel like, you know, F people and like, why are they, you know, why is everyone bothering me with their BS and, you know, like whatever. And cause I'm not, and I'm never going to be that spiritually evolved and fit that I don't have to first go to God and get filled up with love and then be able to give from that overflow. Um, you know, and even so God gives me so much more love than I'm equipped as a human being, um, to transmit. But I, you know, I just was thinking about how before coming back to OA, um, I, I was, I thought I was giving a lot. I was doing a lot for other people and I felt like I was dying on the inside. And someone said something to me about like they were working on their spiritual life. This wasn't a person in OA. I wasn't yet back in program and they were talking about something and and I was so disdainful of them. You know, I was like, oh, like God, like you're, you know, you're such a weak person, you idiot. Like, I mean, like, that's the way that I think when I'm untreated. And and today, you know, my relationship with God is the most important thing in my life. It's more important than breathing. You know, it, it means so much to me. And to be able to fill myself, well, to, to access that power to become a receptacle for that love, you know, it, for me, that's a precondition for being able to be of service. Because otherwise, I am just trying to control people and that's not, you know, that's not, that's not love. And so, um, you know, I, 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 I've heard people, uh, relapse, you know, who are kind of working just a, a step one and step 12 program. And that was certainly my story. And so, um, yeah, I just love that part of part of this, this process, this path to being useful requires me to really relate myself to God and to really become an open vessel for that power of love. To flow into me. Um, And that's important because I hated myself prior to recovery. And today I love myself and only God could make that possible. And I have to kind of love myself before being able to love other people because otherwise I'm just jealous of everyone. I'm running around thinking about how everyone has what I want and uh, feeling empty on the inside. So yeah, thanks. I heard my timer and uh, I'll pass. Grateful to be here.
0: Thank you so much, Darrell. Veronica C, you're up next and we'll take some more names. Go ahead, Veronica.
12: Hi, Veronica C. from New York, and uh, grateful to be here this morning. Thank you for your service. So, um, I just did my first uh, 10-step last night, and, you know, as we're going through these few sentences today, I loved reading that if my own house is in order, because you can't transmit, obviously, something that you don't have. And, you know, uh, I would say probably it's like 15 years ago, I was in OA uh, in New York. And um, I thought that I was working the plan, but I never really felt like I was invested or involved because it seemed like, I don't know, I still felt like I was very separate, even though there were wonderful people that were helping me. There were things that were going on that, that showed me that people were having what they considered their recovery, and, but I just really always felt like separate, and I remember coming back into the rooms where I was actually spiritually prompted to come in, and the first meeting that I went to was Vision for You, and I felt for the first time like I had come home, and I really understood what that meant. Then and I finally got myself a sponsor who is fabulous and has really taken me really into the for, into the into the steps in a way that I had never experienced them before, and it's that experience of really truly working the steps, really going through them in such a way that I really understand the spiritual aspect of all of this that was leading me through as I've gone through the 10th step, realizing that, you know, it's almost like there is a, a shade that is lifted up and it's, it's not about me. That's really about my higher power. It's really about my God that is really there for me with everything, everything that is small, everything that is, seemingly insurmountable, all of those things are possible with my belief and my adherence to these principles. So today I am so grateful for being shown that, and I'm so grateful for being shown this spiritual life in a way that, first of all, I'm ready to receive it, number one, and number two, that it's coming to me from somebody who has that spiritual quality and that spiritual life leadership.
7: Um, um,
12: Thank you. And I really am very grateful for this program and for people that are giving their service. And listen, here in New York, I mean, I was up at like 6 o'clock in the morning. That's like amazing for me to to be able to do that and prepare to come on. So thank you so much. I'll pass.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Veronica C. We're uh, going to take a few more names. Before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter of is For You, page 164, the second paragraph. Uh, everybody check to make sure you're uh, muted. Beginning with the third line, asking in your morning meditation and reading through three sentences, ending with, but obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got and commenting on those three sentences only. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Uh, who else would like to share today?
10: Chris Nancy R. Nancy P.
0: Okay, who hold M. on. I got,
10: uh, Nessa
0: R. Nancy P, Phil M, who else? Chris W. Uh, who Christina was that
13: J. Debbie?
0: Julie okay, EB. Okay, hold on. Okay, I, I, this is who I've got. N- Nessa R, Nancy P, Phil M, Christina J, Julie, I think EB. But right between Phil M and Christina J, I heard somebody else, and I, I want um, that person to tell me who you were, please. Okay, well, then we'll, uh, if maybe we'll have some uh, room later and we'll figure that one out. But for right now, we're gonna go ahead and start. So, Nessa R., you're up uh, first, followed by Nancy P. Just remember to include the state you're from, guys. All right, Nessa, go ahead.
14: Hi, good morning, Rick. I'm sorry I interrupted you while you were talking. Um, this is Nessa R., I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. You can't transmit something you have in God, so what am I being asked to transmit? And that's in the wording of uh, the 12 steps, having had a spiritual awakening, meaning I am recovered. We try to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters. So what is this message? The message of recovery um, through the 12 steps of the big book, meaning uh, becoming entirely abstinent and um, working the 12 steps. And this goes hand in hand with, um, you know, making sure their own house is in order because if my own house is is not in order and I'm trying to carry this message, it's like me trying to put the oxygen mask on somebody else before putting on my own. So instead of addressing the problem, I'm going to have two problems, two people who have passed out from the lack of oxygen. Um, You know, and sadly, when I came into the rooms almost 20 years ago, 19 years ago, Um, There was no recovery. I didn't know that then because I didn't know what recovery meant. Um, You know, I know that now in hindsight, there were people who were abstinent and some of them who were abstinent for a long time, and there were people in normal bodies. Uh, And I guess I thought that was recovery. I I don't know what I thought. Um, And we were sponsoring one another. um, And you can imagine that it didn't go very well. I was never sponsored by a person who um, really – Uh, had entire abstinence or really had gone through the steps. And so I never recovered. Um, And I sponsored other people even though I wasn't recovered. And I remember once um, um, I I had a a sponsee and I lost my abstinence. Abstinence. And I told her, you know, like, I just want to let you know that I picked up and and I'm sorry. And she says, well, I still want to work with you because you still have what I want. And, you know, even... Not knowing any better, I think I still thought that that was very odd. Like, what do you mean you want what I have? You want to be binging? You want to be in the food? Is that what you want? Uh, And yet, that's what I did for like ten years in the uh, not ten years, nine years in the room before I um, before God brought me together with my sponsor who who set me straight. Up until then, nobody had taken me to the big book. Nobody had. Um, Dissected the doctor's opinion like we did that time. I didn't understand about entire abstinence. I didn't understand that the, about the obsession of, uh, of the uh, allergy of the body, the obsession of the mind. I didn't understand, you know, the significance and the importance of the twelve steps are laid out in the Big Book. And I didn't recover. I just bumbled around, you know, more. Um, yes, Reminder. More in the thank you, more in the food than not. Um, so it's very important that we are our own houses in order so we can transmit what we are meant to transmit. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nessar. Nancy P., you're up next. Follow-up, Phil, and Go ahead, Nancy.
15: Hi. Good morning. Uh, Nancy P. in West Newton, Massachusetts, recovered today. So, you know, this whole thing about you can't transmit what you haven't got, and I thought, oh, my God, I'm such a fraud, you know. I used to think that, in order to do this thing, in order to get the benefit, in order to communicate the benefit to my fellows, I had to sit in a lotus position for hours chanting somehow, <clears throat> excuse me, in order to get in touch with whatever it is that 's taking care of me. All my friends on the line are so much better at this than I am. they talk about it when they share, they talk about it to me when I call them, you know they 're just so recovered they 're so awesome, you know, and I lived with the knowledge that. I was just never going to be there, and that I, ne- I was less than. Not that anybody ever made me feel that way, quite the contrary. I just felt that way. And when I chose my own conception of a power greater than myself, the first two things that I decided had, that it had to be was that I couldn't call it God and there would be no knees involved. And I assumed that I would be a dismal failure at this whole meditation thing, just the same as I had failed for nearly five decades with my relationship with food and all the other things that were promised will happen as long as our relationship with food is in its place. And as usual, you know, I thought I knew everything I needed to know already. Uh, Someone shared last week about reading the last chapter of the book first, which really struck me. I thought that's what I, you know, I thought I knew, you know. And the book says we can choose our own conception. And that idea used to be just the thinking of it, just the thought of it, um, used to send me back to the couch. The same as thinking about stopping eating would just send me back to the couch with another bag of Doritos or another sweet something sweet. And, um, you know, this is another sterling example of me thinking I knew everything. But the one thing that I learned from between then and now is that my friend, my buddy, meets me where I am. I just you know it meets me where I am today, I embrace my agnosticism and my limitations with regards to meditation. I don't accept it, I embrace it. i have to, I don't you know I, I I just embrace it, and I didn't have a white light experience. Nothing's close to it. Instead, I have something better. i for me, it works better for me, um, I, which is that I live in white light. Every breath I take is one of light. every breath I take is a conscious contact with this idea that I'm going to be okay and that I have something to offer and that, um, you know, my thoughts are going to go in the right direction. And after all my struggles, I found that it wasn't difficult at all. The only thing that I had to do was the same thing I always say. Everybody say it with me. Surrender, surrender, surrender. And just like my, you know, I don't know how it works. I don't care how it works. I don't know anything. But I do know that, it does work, and I, the, you know the data show me I'm data-driven. Um, I know that it works because my life is a joy, and s- some people want to hear um, what I have to say because they call me and they wanna, and they ask me. and so you know my family, I mean, people used to cringe when I came into the room or just sort of look away, and you know my feel, I feel embraced by my family, I feel embraced by my friends and um, everybody on this line, and with that I'll pass.
0: all right thank you so much uh nancy p phil m you're up next followed by leah s who uh who let me know that was her that was trying to get in there go ahead phil
16: thank you so much thank you for your service too um yeah my name is phil m i'm a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater from kite Ferguson, northern ireland and um I really appreciate a chance to talk about meditation and I just find it fascinating all the different ways that people do it. And as the book says, you know, the only wrong way to do it is not to do it at all. Um, I picked it up some years ago in my 20s when I uh, found out that 20 minutes meditation was as good for you as a night's sleep and I needed it then. But it took me 14 years to actually find a weekly group that I could go to you know that would support a daily practice so my practice all those years were kind of on and off and whatever um my kids liked it my eldest said mom we have better dreams when you meditate with us it was actually a great way to get the kids settled at night time you know um and um yeah i used to think you would hear you know you have to empty your mind um well for me that hasn't proved possible and um the, the previous 20 years and uh, my mind goes everywhere in all directions thinking all sorts of thoughts and then I just bring bring my thoughts back to to the mantra and some days it's easy to do the meditation some days it's more like hard work mostly it's mostly it's fine and the time passes uh, before I know it and it just gives me a bit of peace do you know it gives me peace through the day and I have a weekly meditation group um, which I'm so grateful for, absolutely am. But I also thought that meditation practice on its own would help me defeat the addiction to food. Um, and I kept waiting for that self control to kick in, and it didn't. I needed a way. And in a way, I needed to find vision as well and to find this company along the road. And it's just so great to hear recovered voices and hear all the different ideas. Um, yeah, I I definitely need my practice, and don't do it perfectly at night time. Sometimes it's a five minute guided meditation, um, um, and and that's fine, that's fine, but um, yeah, it's a journey and it's a wonderful journey and it's great to be on this path of happy destiny with you all, and it is off happy destiny. Our companion and our destination are one and the same, and I do hear. You know, I don't always ask a question, what can I do? But uh, this morning I heard, you know, that I had an apology to make. I made the apology. I also heard, you know, the suggestion to phone someone back who'd been in distress a few days ago. And that call benefited me more than it benefited her. She was in a much better place. And that was just wonderful to hear. So, yeah, I do get guidance. I do get guidance. And um, it's Gentle pretty awesome. And that's more than enough for me. <laughs> Thank you. With that, I pass.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Bill M. And um, Leia S. We're I'm squeezing you in because you had tried to get in and I heard you. And uh, but if you guys could each take two minutes, I think we'll be able to make this work. So Leia S., go ahead for two minutes. Followed by Christina J. Go ahead. Not hearing you, Leia S. Are you there?
17: I wasn't sure. Uh, did you call on Leia S.? Yes. Oh, okay. Thanks, Thanks, Rick.
2: Yeah,
17: for two um, minutes. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Thank you. My name is Leia S., recovered and grateful in Brooklyn, New York. And good morning, everyone. So um, ask him in your morning meditation what I can do for the man who is still sick. Um, to me, God is love, kindness, and tolerance, and acceptance. But it works two ways for me. I have to be kind to myself. I have to love myself as well. In order for me to love God and to love my fellow, I need to, be, I need to do these practice these things in my own way that means i gotta do and prepare my food i gotta think about that i gotta be kind to my body i gotta be kind to the other person and i can't just run out and then if this other person is behind me hold that door it's a kindness it's a it's it's a little nothing but it's another second and it's something that i can do and then when I practice other stuff that, that is nice and that is, that is kind, that then, then things just happen. It's unbelievable, and, and the answers will come because God will all of a sudden give you a thought or a, a, a sudden decision or something that just sounds right. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Leia S. Yes.
17: Christina J., you're up next,
0: followed by Julie E.B. Go ahead, Christina.
7: Good morning, everyone. Christina J., State of Washington. Today, recovered by God's grace for 24 hours. If that. Uh, what would I do today without my higher power? Oh, my God. I thought I had my higher power for years, um, and I didn't. The food was blocking the higher power the irritable, restless, and discontent of my life was blocking my higher power. This program has brought me to the fact that food was blocking me completely. So if I put the food down, then what do I got? i got to have something else, as we all know. i got to have this power. How do I get it? I work the steps. I get through step nine and hopefully have a good spiritual awakening if I've totally cleaned house. Now, what do I do? I do this 11 and 10 and 12 But I have learned the value, and when I came in in 14 until 20, I didn't know the value, especially of 11 in the morning and night. I had no idea I wasn't meditating and calling in God. Now I crawl to my chair every morning, knowing that I'm going to get relief from my crazy head, to begin the day clear so I can be of service to others with this gift that God's given me, because I will continue to be in the way of myself with life, I've got 63 years of doing life a certain way um, and shoving God out with food and using food as the be-all and know-all and do-all for me. So if I don't have this higher power to help me, to surrender to it, I can't tell you newcomers and anybody out there that's struggling with higher power what this gift is when you cultivate a personal relationship with this wonderful love. You know, maybe you've got a God you don't like. Well, create a new God. Create a God you want that you can go to as your best friend in your entire life and call out to it and get quiet in this meditation and hear this voice that comforts and loves and gives you support for the next 24 hours.
0: Gentle reminder.
7: Thank you, and I'll, I'll clean up by. I'll clean up. <laughs> what can I give? I can give that, but I've got to clean my own house before I can give all that on a daily basis thank you for letting me share
0: thank you so much Christina and Julie E. B. go ahead and take us out you got a couple minutes
18: hi this is Julie EB gratefully recovered in Colorado so happy to be sharing today I love that in this program we don't have to come up with anything by ourselves when I go to do my morning meditation each day I can just start with the 11-step morning prayer and ask that my higher power, who I call God, um, will direct my thinking. And uh, I'm just so thrilled today to celebrate and thank each of you as I celebrate five years of abstinence. Thank you, God, for the people on this line, every single one of you. Uh, that has kept me going because for me now. It's not just a me and God relationship ever always in my prayers as it says is uh, More morning meditation is my higher power me and the person who's still sick Yes, I am the person who's still sick and sometimes I'm cleaning up business but I'm surrounded by people who are still sick and hurting and for those who don't know, I was 300 pounds, bedbound. I've gained and lost over 1,000 pounds in my lifetime. I had six medical specialists, and at 42 years old, I was dying. And today at 52, I'm living happy, joyous, and free. And so if you need something, reach out. Because I can tell you this, if I can take this action by action, I don't have to figure out God, I don't have to figure out anything. I can just go action by action, working one with another, as this book says, going through the book. Um, And in that way, I continue to clean up and continue to be fit for usefulness. Even today, when I couldn't make the mute button work, after about five years on this line, um, it's just such a humbling witness. That God can use us. And so I thank you all uh, for everything. And I pray for each of us who are still sick. Thank you.
0: Perfect timing. Thank you so much, Julie B. I'm glad uh, I'm sorry, uh um that uh we had to squeeze you in there at uh the end, but uh thank you very much, everyone who shared. And uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The Share ID for today, Monday, February 7th, 2022. is 18,516. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Emily D. please read A Vision Mm -hmm. for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
13: Hi, Emily D., Compulsive overeater.